0: do you get new reviews i don't know if i would look uh, at them.
1: uh i get a few a week i think we're at like 221 right now but i haven't checked
0: he has this cute little smile on his I face this right morning. now talking about <laughs> it <laughs> yeah, i don't really check i check every day every
1: uh, hour hey this is heath padgett and welcome to the rv entrepreneur podcast episode 116 The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and on today's episode, I'm bringing back Alyssa for our second take on goal setting. What's up, Alyssa?
0: I am ready for 2018. How about you, Heath?
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I am too.
0: I know we're uh, a, a week, a little over a week late um, when we said we were going to release 2018. <laughs> kind of indicative of the year so far, maybe.
1: Yeah, it's kind of gotten away from us already. It's pretty much 2019 already. <laughs> it's flying by. <laughs> Well, you had a birthday this a couple of days ago, twenty twenty seven yeah,
0: so really, the new year doesn't start until like you start a new age of your life. So yeah. that's why we waited.
1: That's true. That's why we procrastinate a week on doing this episode. Uh-huh. All right. On today's episode, we're gonna break it into three different sections. The first section is that we want to talk about why we take goal setting so seriously. The second part is we want to talk about some of our big goals for twenty eighteen. And the third part is we just want to walk through. Our structure for how we set goals, would you say that's the right way to describe it?
0: Yeah, like our strategy tactics, like actual, here's what we do to make our goals happen and advice for whoever how we, else has New Year's resolutions or business goals that yeah, they want to work toward how, this year.
1: How we hold each other accountable. I mean, I'm always interested to hear the structure that other people go through for setting their goals and how they go about that. So I think, you know, that's why we wanted to share that today.
0: You right. Kick us off, yeah. Why is goal setting important?
1: <laughs> Why we take our goal setting so important. We had an interesting <laughs> conversation with our uncle Art, Alyssa's uncle Art, my uncle Art, my uncle in no, law. It's like
0: it's my uncle Art, not like our uncle. Well, it's he's like our, our uncle cousins, now, cousins like that got married or something. It sounds but, weird, but
1: he said something last year that I thought was really interesting to us. He's older, he's uncle Art, I think he's like 74. He's like, I'm really impressed with you guys because y'all set goals and you go after them. He's like, nobody ever taught me the value of setting goals and why it's important. And I thought that was really interesting because nobody had ever said that to me. It's like, I've always just taken it at face value. It's important to set goals.
0: And I can't even think of a time where someone was like... Here, Alyssa, this is how to set a goal and why you should. I mean, has anyone ever really done that for you other than just the classic New Year's resolutions
1: talk? No, I've just researched and found blogs on how to set goals pretty much.
0: Oh, so you're just like nerdy about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I think for me, one of the reasons why I think it's important for, for me to set goals is there's so much inbound opportunity that comes like like for right now in our business, there's a lot of opportunities coming our way, like for mm-hmm. clients or projects or where we're going to go and what we're going to do. And I feel like if we don't have any goals set, then it's easy to just say yes to a bunch of things and ignore what is most meaningful to us. Because something could come in and it sounds like a really cool opportunity, but if it doesn't align with where we want to go, like for instance, one of our goals we'll get to in a minute is that we want to be doing more of our own projects in 2018 versus doing client projects, like you just launched the RV Entrepreneur School. I've got Campground Booking. We're in the middle of launching right now. So it's like we want to be able to say yes to more things that we own and we produce. doesn't mean we won't collaborate with anybody, but it just means that we want to be doing more of our own thing so we can look right. through our lens, our goal lens, and say like, okay, this meshes with that and it doesn't.
0: Well, it's it's like the, the guide or the ruler that kind of points you yeah. and says like, okay, here's what you're focusing on this year. So if someone wanted us to like, go do a tv show or something like that that wouldn't really mesh with what our goals are but you'd still be
1: want... tempted to say yes because you mean, want to... I would
0: still be tempted because i that's on my bucket list I've always wanted to host a tv show because i watched a lot of hgtv growing up because i'm a white girl i guess but highly like that's up on my list but it wouldn't focus on like our goals for this year so you know maybe maybe 2020
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Moving on to part two. Uh, some, we want to share some of our big goals for 2018. Mm-hmm. So to kick it off, one of our big goals is kind of a, a quote unquote loss from last year that we didn't do as good as we wanted you to. You called
0: them a loss. I said it was you know something that I worked at but didn't hit my goal. All
1: right. YouTube. We want to produce more content on YouTube. We have fun producing content across different mediums. We've blogged for a long time, before we podcast, and now we podcast. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy sitting down to produce episodes, interviewing people. It's a fun medium and I feel like it's challenging. Like anytime we expand from like one medium to the next It's like, okay, I have to learn how to produce an episode of the podcast without screwing up the audio or how to interview people. And Mm -hmm. like, I've screwed up on both those things, but you learn. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of the same thing with video. For me, a big motive for wanting to produce more YouTube is not just because, you know, want to get more subscribers or anything like that, but like, it terrifies me to sit down and do more editing. So like a personal goal for me, and I haven't really talked about this with you, I guess, but it's just like, it's a scary thing for me. And I I want to grow in that skill. And I feel drawn to do that.
0: Well, I did write that down as, like, one of your big goals for the years. Like, learn how to video edit, because you've edited very few things in the past few years. But for me, in line with YouTube, and one of my big goals is to kind of carve out our niche, which is basically just saying, like, we really want to define what we want our YouTube channel to be about. We know what the podcast is about. We know what the blog is about. We're not 100% on what we want the YouTube channel to look like. And all of my past experience with Video editing, like I've done a ton of weddings, I've done a ton of educational courses. Neither of those skills really translate into a YouTube channel about like building your business or the RV lifestyle.
1: Except for editing.
0: Except for, yes, the actual technical skill of knowing how to work a camera, knowing how to do film editing, exporting, all, the, all that technical side of things. So I feel like, you know, we're halfway up the mountain, but just the whole vision for the the content And storytelling and all those other little things that go into each YouTube video, which you probably wouldn't even think about until you started trying to make videos for a YouTube channel, because it's not something that you just instinctively know, oh, I need to have this whole overarching theme for my my channel, things I've learned in the past year, (laughs) as our channel has not grown. But that's my biggest goal, really, is trying to carve out that niche. And we did say, like, our metric is to get 10K subscribers. But I feel like... I would feel successful if we did this goal. is like if we just figured out what we really wanted to do with yeah.
1: YouTube. I think just creating consistent content is good. You know, it's like yeah. if you can say you showed up and produced 50 YouTube videos in the next year and you're really proud of what you shipped, I'd be happy with that metric. And I think you would be too, regardless of the des- mm-hmm. the result, because you're going to learn from that. You're going to get better and improve. Uh, and I,
0: we did 25 videos last year. Yeah. And I like I really enjoyed them once I kind of got in the groove and kind of figured out okay here's what we want our vlogs to look like but we do want to incorporate less lifestyle stuff and more business stuff I think this year mm-hmm. I say I think you can tell <laughs> I'm still working through working this. through it yeah. but you know if you subscribe to our YouTube channel you can watch this all unfold yeah. as the year goes on
1: <laughs> another big project that we have for us is a bit more vague it's not it's not a specific number we just want to work towards doing more of our own projects. So I talked about that. RVE School, uh, Campground Booking. And in the past, we've done a lot of client projects. So it's been like our business split up into three between creating content on the blog, podcast, YouTube,
0: client work, and software. And this has been a really big point of contention because when people say like, what do you do? I say, we run three businesses. We have our personal brand. Heath has Campground Booking. And then we have like our freelance. We do marketing consulting and we do video production. And Heath's like- We don't have three businesses. We only have two.
1: We have two filed businesses, but we have have three different focuses. We
0: have two LLCs, and then we have, like, sole proprietor is, like, all of our just random freelance stuff. But we really want to pare down to where we do only have the two in 2018 and do less freelance stuff, which has been what percentage of our income has that been? Like at least 75% over the past few years.
1: Oh, gosh, I don't know. I have to <laughs> if pull not that more. Yeah.
0: So we really want to try to transition away from that, which is going to be a big challenge, but I think that's going to be the thing that's going to be worthwhile for us long-term because we are entrepreneurs and we want to be able to 100% own everything that we're doing.
1: Absolutely. So for me personally, uh, I guess I'll share a couple of my personal goals this year. Mm-hmm. I want to ship 100 episodes on the podcast I know last year the podcast, I think it's uh, got... 350,000 downloads this year, which is amazing. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, and so it'd be really cool to get a half million downloads next year. And that's just a vanity metric, which is just kind of like, nobody really cares about that, but probably me because I'm the only one checking it, but it's kind of cool to see the numbers. And uh, I think my favorite thing is to look at is actually the reviews, because those are always fun to be able to check out and see.
0: How often do you get new reviews? I don't know if I uh, at
1: them. I get a few a week. I think we're at like 221 right now, but I haven't checked.
0: He has this cute little smile on his I checked face this right this morning. Now, about it <laughs> yeah, i don't really check i check every day every
1: hour uh, yeah so uh you know those are fuel for me because i look in there and i'm like okay this is making a difference it's a one-way conversation for the most time and then mm-hmm. that's the time where i can actually hear what people are enjoying what they're liking unless they you know send us a message or anything like that which i always appreciate so other goals that i have uh, launching campground booking we're in the middle of launching with our first client right now in canada we have a part uh cl- contract with the canadian campground association so we're basically built a reservation portal that we are powering in british columbia as a beta launch so we have about 50 campgrounds who are going to be taking reservations using our software i'm excited about that um, the way
0: you always talk about it this is sorry this i'm like going to critique you right now you kind of just say it like super casually like we're, we're launching in these 50 campgrounds and it's travel and i'm like okay heath and his two business partners built a software startup. They're all full-timers. They're never in the same state, let alone time zone, as each other. And they're launching with 50 campgrounds, like, last week. That's a big deal. Yeah, and you well, say it, like, super casually. And your, your goal is, like, I want to have one customer this year. You have 50!
1: Well, okay, so, yeah, technically you're right. Um, uh, yeah. I think part of it is because it's a beta launch right now. And so there's a lot of things we're still working through. Like the software is still pretty buggy. There's a lot of issues when you're going through the book. So I'm not like ready to be blasting out tons of links and say like, oh, you should go to these campground profiles. And things like that in a book. I'll make sure to drop that. Y'all you know, can what, be
0: the beta customers yeah, if you, you can want go to camp in yeah. British
1: Columbia. <laughs> yeah. So uh the website that we'll actually be powering it's called Travel British Columbia and they have campground listings and I will link those up eventually. And I'll be and I am excited about it, but there's just like my mind is so in the weeds right now of like getting the campgrounds onboarded that I haven't like pulled my head out because it's just Mm. been like, okay, I'm just trying to get it done at this point. Like I'm talking to campgrounds, I'm doing support. I'm, I'm in the weeds very much. So I'm not like taking my mind out and saying like, oh, I'm so excited because we're just, I'm pretty busy with it right now. You know what I mean? No,
0: I totally get that. Uh, But you should be a little bit more proud of yourself.
1: I'll be proud whenever, you know...
0: (laughs) Whenever you can relax your (laughs) shoulders.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And another goal that I have this year is I'm running my first half marathon in February. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have done a really craptacular job of actually exercising on the road for the past three and a half years. And this is something that has literally been forcing me to get out and run uh, a good bit. So I've been running more than I ever have since I decided to sign up for this. And Mm -hmm. I still... I'm not where I want to be running, but I'm actually getting out and running a bunch, which I'm pretty excited about because that's a lot of progress. So that's just kind of a personal goal that I have for next year.
0: No, and I think that's a really awesome personal goal And that if anyone listening is coming to the summit, it's the Austin half marathon the weekend right before the summit. So
1: if you want to come run,
0: Heath might be like on the couch for most of the week <laughs> leading up to the summit trying to recover. Yeah. might not have been the best planning now that I think about it. Uh, but I know there's a bunch of people that are attending that are all going to run it with you. So yeah, it's always more fun when you have like an exercise goal that you could do with others. Cause I know one of my goals is exercise also. And I keep trying to get you to like exercise with me, but I don't run. So we have like a fitness DVD we're going to try to do together <laughs> today, and kind of make that more of a goal. Because I think working out together is... Not, it's a good goal. Yeah, yeah. and it, I feel like it you know, makes us bond. Or maybe it'll just make us get in fights. We tried to do Pilates together the other day, and Heath Heath gave up. All right, on
1: to your goals. <laughs> on to your goals. Going down a sidetrack.
0: No, I know. Sorry. All right, um, well, that was one of my goals you, yep. you listed for me to talk about was wanting to exercise more. Uh, on a personal note, one of my other goals is to read 52 books this year. So working out to one a week which I haven't finished one yet, so I gotta, I gotta keep moving, uh, a little bit faster on my reading. But that's something that I set every single year is a number of books that I want to read. Last year I read, I think I finished, like, 45 books. And I, I quote unquote read, like, a little bit over 50, but I didn't finish them all. They're still on my bookshelf for me to, uh, finish hopefully in 2018. But that's one of the big personal goals that I try to set for myself every year, not just because, you know, reading makes you smarter and you learn things, but because Heath and I noticed, I guess it was two years ago now, just how much TV we were watching and we really were, like, kind of stunned looking at, okay, we full-time RV, we are in all these awesome places all the time, but still every night we're like, all right, let's kick back and watch The Flash on Netflix. So reading was a good way for us both to not always be staring at a screen. I guess we have Kindles, but they're Kindle Paperwhite, so it's it's not the same screen. So that's one of my big goals. Other goals you mentioned earlier, the RV Entrepreneur School. I'm really nervous, excited about that. We launched it, I guess, I think on December 31st, we sent out an email blast to everyone saying, hey, we're launching this school. This is something, I actually looked at this today. We created our school in September of 2015. So it took us over two years to go from inception to actually pushing out multiple courses and sharing it publicly. So a little bit of insight into how long your ideas take to actually be executed. And these are
1: all free. They're all free courses right now. Right. And We've and, got three of them. And there's three courses in there. How to Travel on 2K a Month. That was the first course. Just everything we learned about low-budget travel.
0: And that's the one you created yeah, two years the ago. The other
1: one is, there's another one on downsizing, another one on, like, a blogging course for beginners. Mm-hmm. And I think the right one way to kind of describe these are just expanded test drives, pretty much. Like, these are expanded versions of areas where we have a level of experience. And so, well, like, you're going to do another one in March on what you learned from launching your first book. And so, right. yeah, so these are just digging into different topics. Well,
0: they're not just, like, test drives. I feel like some of them are, like, excerpts from, like, my book. Maybe not excerpts from my book, but kind of extrapolated from that. Because people wanted me to talk about downsizing in my book. I'm like, well, Heath and I don't have a ton of downsizing experience. So, like, we had went and talked to someone else who does have experience and teaches courses on downsizing to get advice on that. And then how to start a blog, that's a question that we get all the time and that you see posted on our Facebook group all the time. That yeah. Some things, they just don't work as a single blog post. They don't work as a single podcast. And, like, how to start a blog as a video, that would be pretty much boring because you're just showing, showing screenshots of, like, Bluehost the whole time. So building out a full course was the best option for us to kind of meet that need with our audience. And so when we're looking at the school moving forward, kind of strategizing on different courses that we think will meet the needs of people based on what they've emailed us and what things would work better just as blog posts, test drives, things like that. So we do include some test drives as like bonus material in the courses, but I wouldn't say that the courses are like just test drives.
1: Right. I agree. Yeah.
0: They're, yeah. You know, they're expanded. Yeah. I've worked really hard on this. You gotta yeah, no, give, I know. You got to <laughs> give me this one. So that's my goal is to uh, produce a different course every single month. And I think we want to produce like three p- bigger paid courses over the next year, which I actually just read Pat Flynn's year in review about how his course launches went. And he did four big paid course launches in 2017. He was like, it was a terrible idea. Like four (laughs) is way too many. So I'm like, okay, so hopefully we can do three. So that's one of my big, bigger goals with the school is just growing that, getting more students, teaching people cool, interesting things about business and RVing.
1: I love it. And our last major goal for the year is to throw an awesome RV Entrepreneur Summit in February. So that's coming up in That's really month. our
0: first major goal because that's like six weeks away.
1: I know. That's a big one. And so moving on to the third section, those are some of our big goals for 2018. Our last section that we want to talk about is just kind of our structure for how we've went about achieving these goals the past few years. Goals from the past, obviously, and we're kind of talking about our structure here. One of the big things that we do is we state publicly that we're going to do these things. Like on this podcast. uh, Like on this podcast, because, you know, you can re-listen to something and be like, hey, guys, y'all said that you were going to do this and you didn't. And then we'd be like, yeah, we pretty much failed at that. Now I'm going
0: to have to launch all three of those courses, aren't
1: I? (laughs) And it doesn't have to be on a podcast, it doesn't even have to be on a blog, but we found, you know, just like talking about it, whether it's with a friend or accountability, uh, that's just been really helpful. You know, I've had accountability groups or little mini masterminds that we've had while on the road that, you know, I'll FaceTime or call with uh, friends and, you know, they just, there's people that know I'm working towards something and I've like verbally said it out loud. So they're just giving me you know they're asking how that's going and it puts that external pressure whereas if nobody knows like that i was working on something i could just drop it and nobody cares
0: right and i feel like oh, that's happened to a lot of our goals over the past couple of years so just having that kind of accountability having a friend having a mastermind or just having you know each other saying okay we want to you know hit 10k youtube subscribers People can actually like go to our YouTube page and see if we're actually working yeah. toward that goal, if we're posting videos, if we have more people on there. So that is a big one.
1: That's a big one. Another thing that we do is we create leading and lagging goals. And a really good book that I would definitely recommend checking out is called The Four Disciplines of Execution and essentially walks you through how to set leading and lagging goals. So for instance, uh, one of our lagging goals is that we want 10,000 subscribers. Ultimately, whether or not we get 10,000 subscribers is totally without out of our control, mm-hmm. but we can set leading goals, so what we can do to influence that number. So if I said, okay, the number one leading goal that would influence subscribers is the amount of videos we publish. So if I said, that's the biggest determining factor, then we publish 50 videos, we can set that goal and each week we can say, okay, do we knock off a video? Which that is. our
0: actual goal is three videos a week.
1: Yep, yeah. and so that is one of our leading and lagging metrics. And that's kind of a, been a big thing for me the past year. Because even if I have a metric goal, I can't really look at a number. I can't really look at 500,000 downloads on the podcast and say, okay, I can't do anything with that. But if I had a leading goal that's like, okay, show up and publish 100 episodes this year and provide value for your community, then that is something that we can control for the most part. So that's a big thing that we do. Another thing is writing them down every single day. I do this. You do this.
0: Well, I don't write them down every single day. But uh, I have a big, giant master spreadsheet. I've done this, I guess I've only done this for a year now. I didn't really do this as much in 2016. I tried and failed back in 2016. But I have listed out every single week of the year. And I set a reminder on my iPhone, just the Reminders app, every single Monday morning at 8.55. I don't know how I chose the time, but at 8.55 it goes off and it says, check in with your goals. So I've got this spreadsheet and then everything is listed out, all the different metrics so that I can record and I color code it because I'm I like colors. So, you know, you want a lot of green cuz green is like, oh, good job. And no red. So, I kind of have it all color coded and do all my metrics and stuff on there so I can see not only how I did this past week, but how I've done for this past month or this past quarter, the past year with how I've been growing because I think it's really easy. I mean, January, it's easy to see how you're doing on your goals. But when it's July, it's really easy to forget how far you've come with a goal because you don't remember where you were right. in January, February. So having like a spreadsheet where I can say, okay, well, we started with 200 subscribers on YouTube in January of last year. Well, by the end of the year or by, I think by July, which was like when I stopped posting videos, we had like 2,400. So I could see, okay, I've been... Maybe not consistent with publishing videos, but I think getting closer and closer to this goal of getting, you know, however many subscribers was my goal last year. Right. So having something that I not only check in consistently, but I can look at my progress over the year and kind of, I think it's really encouraging because you can see... You know, sometimes you just wake up, you have a bad day and you're like, I totally suck at YouTube and I got this negative comment and I will probably never post a video again. But then you can look back and say, oh, OK, well, really, I've been getting 100 subscribers per week. I've been consistent with posting three videos a week, all those kind of things. So.
1: Yeah. And I know I really appreciate it, too, because I can look at that Excel spreadsheet uh, and you'll be like, OK, well, how many podcasts did you post this week? How many blogs? So we can look at those right. leading metrics on a week to week basis. And I always feel good because I have a really long strand of you know green boxes when I look at my podcast for the past year because I publish pretty consistently mm-hmm. every week, uh, all of 2017. So I can look at that and just say, well, I could really care less what the numbers are. I mean, it's always good to have more downloads. But I'm showing up consistently and I know ultimately that is the best leading metric that I can have.
0: Right. You're doing what you can do. Yeah.
1: The last thing that we do is just doing our best to not get lost in the minutiae, which is kind of what I talked about for why we set goals in general, which Mm -hmm. is because you have all of these different things happening. You kind of get lost in the chaos of the day to day, the emails, the social media, and you're like, I get through a whole day and nothing happened. I think just doing our best to not get lost in that and come back to, you know, like those big, important goals and something that's recommended in the book, the four disciplines of execution is only to have one with a maximum of two wildly important goals Because if you have any more than that, you're just going through this whole list. And I found that I struggle with this because I was basically listing all these different parts of our business. So like our email list, our website, our podcast, the campground booking, Mm -hmm. our summit, our client projects. Too too
0: many things. So
1: too many things like listing them all out. I ultimately realized like all those things are going to get done. Like I'm going to get them all done. But if we don't have any like one to two wildly important goals, which is what they call them in the book, Mm -hmm. then uh, ultimately you kind of just lost it trying to like spin your wheels and do a bunch of little things.
0: And so we wrote down like three potential quote unquote, wildly important goals. Whenever we were talking about it, one of them was our YouTube goal, which that's the one we chose to be our wildly important goal. Another was to make five grand a month on our website and then our third one was to, to get like a quarter of a million views on our website each month. And so we were looking at these different.
1: And I have a wildly important goal for campground booking as well, but go
0: ahead. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is just for our personal brand. Then we were kind of looking at that saying like, well, which of these would be most impactful for our business? Which of these would be most important to us? And we chose YouTube because we want to produce videos. We really like video. It's, kind of super ridiculous that we filmed an entire documentary and we haven't been pushing out videos because video production is a big part of our business and a big part of what we've done over the past couple years. So that's kind of our big number one thing that we chose. So I feel like we're really kind of hammering that in in this episode that everyone (laughs) keeps us accountable. But I like that we do have that one central focus. And I know we did mention we have so many other I guess, micro goals or whatever, whatever the book calls them, your smaller goals. But at the end of the day, you're looking at your one wildly important goal. So one thing Heath and I talked about with this podcast episode, if you've made it this far and we haven't bored you yet, we really want to create, I guess, an opportunity or community for us to share what our goals are i mean us like you listen yeah we want to create well. an, we wanted to
1: create an accountability so if you're listening to this and you don't have that accountability partner or even if you just want to put your goals out there mm-hmm. uh go to heath goals and we are creating basically a big ass accountability sheet where you can you're what? gonna
0: get the little explicit mark
1: i don't think for the a word that you get that <laughs> We're creating a big accountability sheet. So if you go there, we put a link to a Google survey and you can put in some of your goals for 2018. And then we're going and you can put in like a link to your social media or your website or whatever. Mm -hmm. And we will post that on a big, massive blog with everybody who wants to participate for, you know, like and say, basically the structure will be like, you know, I want to accomplish these things in 2018. And, you know, we'll link out to your website or whatever, and then we'll check back in with everybody at the end of 2018 to see who actually accomplished those goals. And so that way you can come back in a year and say, like, I got, you know, this much closer. I accomplished these goals. We should
0: have, like, a check-in in the middle of the year. Like, hey, don't forget. Oh, that's a a good point. So we'll
1: check in in the middle of the year and at the end of the year, and we'll post this in our Facebook group at the RV Entrepreneur as well. But it will be kind of a fun way to just bring in the whole community. If you listen to this or if you're part of the Facebook group, that'll be kind of cool too. So just go to heathandalyssa.com slash goals and put in your goals for 2018 and we'll do it as well. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, I
0: know we just made you (laughs) listen to them all, but we're going to make you read them again in this blog post.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will see y'all next time on the RV Entrepreneur podcast.
0: Bye.